you know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. I was just going to say, I did not need to watch that um, a second time. <laughs> oh, God, I bet. <laughs> like all of these, I'm just like. Oh, it's like, like so rough. <laughs> like I know what's going to happen. I do it on the podcast. Um, so I would love to know what you guys think about our first recap. Yeah. Let us and know if like, yeah. you even want to listen to it. <laughs> I saw people listen, so I'm like, okay. yeah, like let us know what you think. Um, what else we could touch we'd on? Yeah, we like, love yeah, like we said, we both like literally love this stuff. So whatever we can bring to the table, <laughs> and like we want you guys to want to hear what we're talking about. So yeah, and um, also I put on our stories like. We got a couple, but probably not enough to make a full episode. But yeah, if you guys have any ghost stories, or it doesn't have to be ghosts, it can be like just anything creepy, scary, whatever, um, mm-hmm. hospital we related or not, like haunted house. I don't care. Let us know. Let us yeah. know. We want to read them on the show. Um, yeah, before Halloween and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah send so them over. We'll keep asking, but we definitely want them. Yeah. You got some, we did get some good ones. I'm excited to read I know. Those. I'm ex- I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking scary. Oh, spooky season. Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Let's dive let's into dive, episode three. <laughs> dive back into Jeffrey Dahmer's nightmare. Literal oh, nightmare of existence. Um, Horrible. Yeah. So episode three starts back out with in 1959 where you see like his mom popping pills while she's pregnant and then she like goes into some kind of like fugue state or something and like dad drives by a bus stop and sees her <laughs> sitting at this bus stop in the middle of the snow like and her freezing she had, like nothing on her feet. nightgown middle of the night like nothing on. Um, so sad so like clearly you can see that there's definitely some um something going on there um and then yeah. they take they go to okay. a psychiatrist psychiatrist you think it was or like or a doctor they go to a doctor yeah i don't know it didn't specify or anything it was like a white man in an office naturally <laughs> of course it was <laughs> always <laughs> but yeah like i mean the dad was expressing his concerns about like all of the medications that she was taking during her pregnancy um and she did not appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, I don't know. I mean, I can see both sides because like, I mean, it sounds like she's taking a lot of meds and I, I just don't think they had a lot of things figured out back then about like, you know, a woman's hormones and like what what could happen during and after pregnancy and all those things and mental illness in general. Like we've come yeah. a long way and there's still a long way to go, but you know, I can, but I can see like from his point of view, he's like, what the hell? Like you're taking so many meds. This is really bad for the baby. 
But then on her her side, it was just like no one was listening to her. Yeah. Um, the doctor like completely waved her off and like doesn't even address any of her concerns. She was like, I just want to know like why I feel this way. I want to know like chemically what is going on. And he was just mm-hmm. like, don't worry about that. It's just pregnancy or like something like that. And she kept saying too, like the doctors keep prescribing me these meds. Like, you know, they wouldn't give them to me if it wasn't okay, whatever, for me to take them during pregnancy. But I guarantee you that like there are several doctors, no one was talking to each other about what they were prescribing, like just like polypharmacy at its finest. <laughs> like yep. Yep, not exactly. going well. Just a little mix mix of this and a mix of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the scene there. I think just showing us more of the par- parental dynamic. Yeah, giving us a dive into that. Um trying to figure out why the hell he is the way that he is um oh and this next scene like made me so uncomfortable it was so cringe the whole thing makes me like i mean yes the whole thing is (laughs) extremely cringe but like just like the dad especially he's so awkward oh god bad dad like he's he should not be a dad no he was he's he tried a little bit but like not a lot not not great they were um fishing um it's back now jeff is like 17 i think um and he was trying to teach him how to put a worm on the hook and then he tried to oh, i hate this so much he, like tried to make like relate to him by like bringing up girls and sex but maybe it's just a girl worm and you just stuck it in her so Ew. Trying to get Jeff to like, put the hook on. Like, what? It's really like, gross. That's so awkward. It's really gross. Really it's disgusting. Not, it's not okay. And then he's like, oh, yeah. So, like, you know, you know about that stuff, right? Right? Like, you date, you date girls at school and your friends talk about that stuff. You know how it works, right? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and Jeffrey was just like, we don't have and, to talk about this, Dad. And it, it's stop. like relatable to an extent. I mean, not like the what his dad said, but like it's right. always awkward talking to your parents about sex and stuff like that. But and, I, yes. and that's probably what his dad was in his head thinking: like, oh, this is normal. Like, I'm just trying to like be a good dad and like say something. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. He didn't. Yeah, it was just really weird. <laughs> And then, oh God, I just, I just keep thinking about it and getting chills. It gets worse. I mean, this whole thing gets worse. So like, I don't know. Yeah. But like t- breaking it down part by part like this is like, oh, you really get to like f- hone in on these fucking disgusting moments. But yeah. they like, you know, they catch a fish. His dad's trying to show him how to um, clean it and whatever. And they like behead it, like have to, you know, the whole thing, cut it open. And like Jeff is like in love and like touching the organs it. and like squishing them. Oh, squishing them. So foul. With his bare ass uh, hands. Like, why? yeah, he like loves it. So, which I think, yeah, we talked to, we talked about last time, just like his infatuation with organs as well, which is just like so fucking weird. Like, how does yeah. that happen? it's so bizarre. I feel like there's got to be another way to like, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, where does that come from? Like, 
That's so weird. Um, it's so strange. Um, yeah. So then later on, I don't know if it's the same day or whatever, same time frame basically, but he's like trying to jerk off to a playboy and it's like not working. His parents are screaming in the background. He goes to check on them and his mom is saying that like she saw a UFO and the dad's calling her crazy. Um, and then they see him and then uh, his dad, Lionel, like yells at him for, for like watching and it's just a toxic home environment. It is mm-hmm. sad. It's just like really sad. Um, goes back to jerking off as you most likely would. <laughs> You're like, oh, my parents are yelling right now. I can hear them yelling. But yeah, let me keep jerking off. That seems <laughs> as you do. Appropriate. Yeah. Um, and then he like throws the Playboy and then um, like thinks about the organs and then he he uh, finishes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she sure does. He sure does. Um, Gross. Yeah. And that's just like, it's, in, it, I mean, it's, it's good that they're like, you know, they're showing kind of where all of this came from and like his tendencies when he was younger, but oh, it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then flashes to school and they just like really show his lack of like any kind of social awareness. Like he does not fit in. But um, this one jock like was like, hey, Dahmer, like do that thing you did in class, which was like very inappropriately imitating a special needs person. Extremely yeah. cringe. He did it. And then he like continued to do it like past the point yeah. where they thought it was funny and like started talking about like killing or st- oh no killing, no no yeah. he started um repeating like his parents like fight and then like oh, stabbing yeah. i don't even know they were it was like so weird but like in this voice and it was just like then everyone was like uh bye like what the fuck yeah, are like, you doing you're dude? crazy Dahmer. what the fuck okay yeah. Super cringe. Super like it's hard to watch because it's like, yeah, he clearly just they asked him to do it and then he was like, Oh, this like in a way it's like, oh, this is me fitting in, but then mm-hmm. they're really just making fun of him. Like it's just sad. Like it it's it makes you think like that I got every school has like those kids that just seem don't seem to fit in. It just makes me think about them and mm-hmm. It's just it is sad. Like I mean, he's I on a whole different level, obviously. But totally, um, that does it does make me. It does make me really sad too. I like hate yeah. hate stuff like that, and just like kids are so mean. Yeah, but um, then they go to science yeah. class, and they're dissecting a pig. Um, he's like super into it, obviously, and he <laughs> asks his teacher if uh, he can bring his pig home or bring an extra home. And, like, I don't understand. Like, the teacher the teacher notices that that's bizarre. And he's like, yeah, out of my 22 years of teaching, no one's ever asked that. But go for it. That's a red flag. Like, that's really bizarre. Yeah. This is a dead animal, like, soaked in formaldehyde. Also, like, smells foul. I will never get that smell out of my nose. I remember yeah. dissecting a fetal pig. And it is foul yeah and no one it was is. wearing gloves yeah. but yeah Why if my gloves? 
yeah, to take that home is like, uh, no, Mm-mm. there's something wrong with you. No. Yeah. Um. Oh, so gross. So fucking gross. And then he like sees that same jock in the hallway. He thought they were friends because they were joking around earlier and like <laughs> asked him That's to weird. come over and dissect his pig with him. Like, and the kid was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> he was like, are you kidding me? Like, fucking no, absolutely not. <laughs> so that's the normal yeah. reaction. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, that. it's one thing getting into dissection or like, because like, I was one of those kids, like, which is crazy because I'm such an animal lover, but I was one of those kids. Like, I was always like right in there, like, just because I loved to learn and like the whole science aspect of it and everything. Um, it's a whole different situation, like taking it out of the controlled classroom environment. And like, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, it's just not, not normal. No. Um, <laughs> and so then it's back in the home life and the parents are getting a divorce. Um, Joyce ends up getting custody of the kids and then Lionel gets visitation rights. Um, and then Jeff and his dad were talking and it was so sad again. Like, it's just, it really is also heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, can I live with you then dad? And then his, resp- the dad's response was, we'll figure that out. Like just, he feels unwanted. He feels mm-hmm. unloved and like he doesn't belong anywhere. And it's really sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like his mom just completely fucking abandons him. He, she takes David, the younger brother and then just leaves him. Basically left him. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like she, she's like yelling at him, like, you've never wanted anything to do with me, like, just like your father. And he's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, you always want to go do things with your father in the garage. Like, you never invited me to do any of that. Like, literally talking about them dissecting roadkill. And he was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't think you'd be interested in that. She's like, I'm not. But it would have been nice if you asked me. <laughs> it's just like it's sad because obviously she's she's a little bit not well. She's and yeah, she's unwell. <laughs> she's unwell, and he's unwell in, in different ways, and and he's just like, but but like no one no one wants me. Like I'm he he feels broken. He feels completely like unwanted sad Mm -hmm. so this oh my god i hate seeing him at the house so basically he's like living at the house alone for like he's 17 three months yeah and like months by himself like how is he paying for anything that was a question like how are you getting food how are you getting food and beer yeah so much beer (laughs) so So much much beer. beer like you can clearly tell he's like fully becoming an alcoholic yeah it was just, like the only um, thing that he did was like drink and then work out. Mm-hmm. And, and Peters looked nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, you're so funny. Evan <laughs> Peters. Um, Evan Peters. That's so He's funny because I don't find him attractive. Really? Oh, my God. No. I love him. It's my crush. Yeah. He's just... I'm trying to think of other things that I've seen him in and maybe that like has when he was younger too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> like, mm, 
Yeah, I've always loved them. I saw them first in like the first season of American Horror Story, and I was just like, "Who are you?" Oh, I see. I never watched American Horror Story because that shit freaks me out. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. A lot. Um. Yeah. So he's like, he's drunk. He's working out, and then he's like talking to his imaginary friend, like mooning it, and like. Giving him beer, just yeah. like dancing. Just it's sad though. The whole thing is just like upsetting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he keeps driving past this kid who runs every day, and it kind of seems to be like a pattern of like he's doing it on purpose. And then eventually he like hides, <laughs> like oh I know what I'm gonna do today. <laughs> like what the fuck? He hides in the bushes with a baseball bat, and then like goes to attack the kid. But then he at the last second doesn't and then he has like a whole hallucination that um the kid ends up coming back with him and they hang out and they drink beer and he's like it's just so nice to have someone around um and then it like flashes to reality and he's (laughs) by himself and yeah and like shows what really happened because it was like there's no way that someone (laughs) would you would try and run at them with a bat and then they'd come over yeah, like, oh, it's fine. I forgive you. Like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that was weird. <laughs> but then it shows, like, Joyce, his mom, starts working at some kind of, like, healthcare place. Like, maybe women's health or, like, maybe seemed, like, later on you get a little more insight. It might be, like, an, um, like a just a general, like, why can't I think of the word like sexual health clinic? Cause there were like people talking about like AIDS, like getting oh, AIDS okay. uh, or like right. HIV yeah. testing. Mm-hmm. It might be that. I'm not really sure. Um, but she says the leader like tells Joyce that she had an undiagnosed um, PPD. Like, Oh God, I was literally, Oh my God. Oh, PPD. I was thinking, um, your like TB test when I read that. Um, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, um, okay. Backtrack that. That's funny though. But um, so she, <laughs> <laughs> she was telling her that she had undiagnosed postpartum depression. Um, there it is. <laughs> and that, and she had that like when no one knew what that was. Um, and so she was kind of like relating to Joyce with that because that sounds like definitely something, a part of what Joyce was going through. Um, mm-hmm. But then she got basically promoted, got her job and like started working at this place. But yeah, still you had completely abandoned your son. It's cool. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's awesome that she's having success and happiness and stuff. But yeah. Meanwhile, your son is literally at home. And has been for the past three months, and just like getting just drunk every even, day, like she has no idea. Class, like killing, eventually murdering, just <laughs> becoming a full-on serial killer. It's so, all good, yeah, and yeah, like you know, it's complacency. It's like everybody had like an impact on this. Like I'm sure that, like we said before, like part of it is I'm sure that he he was. And he says it later too. Like he believes that he was born that way. But like your parents were completely complacent. They didn't do shit for you. And they definitely affected 
mm-hmm. his his um a lot of his issues of like loneliness and like wanting people to stay mm-hmm. with him physically mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like it's yeah. because he was abandoned. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's, it's an it's interesting like, mix of like it really is. Um, it really is, and he was like clearly crying out for help like in every chance and he could get and like no one recognized that like he straight up like walked into class and like cracked a beer <laughs> like yeah, like hello this is not okay like that's not something that a se- nor like 17 year olds do that's a huge red flag <laughs> yeah everything was just so ignored by everyone it's just mm-hmm. terrible and then like the counselor, like he meets with the counselor and she's trying to get him to consider college and stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I don't really think that that's like a place for me. The counselor was basically acknowledging that she knew that his parents weren't home. So she knows that he's living by himself mm-hmm. and that he's illegally consuming alcohol at age 17. Like, I don't know what, like nowadays I feel like a kid like that would be just taken like and unfortunately put into the foster care system at 17 you're not an adult but like or like i don't know put somewhere yeah put somewhere for help but like no like they're just like it seems like they just ignored it it's like just a huge mess yeah they really did they really just like swept it under the rug like just yeah whatever he's gonna do what he's gonna do doesn't matter that he's like fully alone like do you care that how the hell is he eating like that's concerning. Right. So sad. Yeah. Um, then he ends up driving down that same road and like picking up um, a hitchhiker, Stephen, who wanted him to take him to a concert. Um, and he promised to drive him to the concert, but he wanted him to come over and have a few beers with him first, which like the guy was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then um, this guy wants to, they're having a fine time, I think, and then like doing like working out together. I don't really know. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Like men do. Yeah. Um, but Stephen wants to get moving and he just keeps like delaying. I'm like, no, just have another beer. Have another beer. And he's like, I'm going to be late for this concert. Like, can we go? And the guy's like, and then Jeff's just like, no, let's have another beer. And then tries to kiss him. Oh, and then Steven just dodges it and gets pissed and like demands to leave. And it's just um then then just shit goes downhill just real quick. Completely escalates. Like yeah. he murders. <laughs> so this is his first murder. Um and it's it's interesting. I was actually talking to my friend Becky about Dahmer, and she hadn't watched the show yet, but we were watching the like Tapes. tapes yeah and she was like it's so weird because most serial killers like it's usually like some sort of premeditated thing mm-hmm. and they don't usually stop for nine years so it's interesting like it's just different like he it is this wasn't yeah. like a he didn't pick this guy up with the intention of murdering i don't think um, i think it didn't make that sound like that's what he was Intended. Yeah, the way, yeah, definitely the way they portrayed it. I think also though too, like, like BTK had a lot of years between his murders too. Okay. Um, weirdly, like there's some, there's a select few that it's like these long gaps in time, so which is just super strange. 
um, the whole like mind. he wanted to be good. Like that's yeah. what he said anyway. That's why he stopped. I mean, even though he was, he was. <laughs> I take that back. He said he wanted to be good, but he wasn't acting good because even women I mean, will get to it in the next episode. But like all yeah. the things that he was doing that weren't murdering, but they were raping. I'm a good boy. Ugh, you're, you're fucking evil. But literal piece of human <laughs> garbage. Um, so gross. Um, yeah. He ends up <laughs> taking one of the barbells and like hitting Steven over the head with it like real fucking hard. And then – um. Ends up strangling him to death, but like, then thinks it like it's surprised that he dies. Like, he like think well. Okay, backtrack. He like tries to kiss him, or like try. They try to fight, and then he ends up strangling him to death. And then he like tries to like kiss and like make out with him while he's dead. And then he's like realizes that he's dead. Like he killed him. He didn't. Yeah. I don't know what he thought. He. I don't know. And then he like panics, realizing that he actually killed him, and he wasn't just like playing dead. What the fuck? Like I don't yeah. know. It was really weird. I was like, "What is?" It was. And then yeah. like when the panic and the guilt kind of hit him, and like it almost seemed like he was he wasn't like sad that he necessarily killed someone, and like, oh my god, like I like this life is gone and. Mm-hmm. What about his family? Like, it was none of that. It was more like – it was like self-preservation mode. Yeah. Like he, it was more animalistic. Like I could get caught slash my parents will disown me if they mm-hmm. find out that I've done this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the vibe I was getting. Yeah, that's the vibe I got too for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, which, oh God, it's just all so fucked. Um, <laughs> and then – he like drags the body under the crawl space in the house, like out and around the house, and then ends up. Then like I don't even know how long later, not that much long later, being like, mm, actually, I think maybe I should chop it up and put it in garbage bags instead. Like mm-hmm. it was really weird. Um, ends up putting it in the car to take somewhere, and then he gets fucking pulled over by the police because <laughs> he's been drinking and swerving, like. Imagine if they just treated him like they would have treated a black person or a person of color. Like, and they just, they let him go completely on his white whiteness. Mm -hmm. And, and like, if they had even checked his trunk and I mean, if they had just done their actual job, like none of those other people would have been dead. Yep. They literally had just, like, even taken him in, and then they would have found what, like, later would have found out what was in his car, like, anything. He was a drunk driver. Like, yeah, he should have he been dangerous. arrested. It's so crazy. <clears throat> just the first time that they fully fucked up, and it just continues to happen. So, um, he, um, yeah, he ends up. Oh, yeah, like, I was trying to remember where he dumped him, but he doesn't because he t- comes back and, like, tries to flush him, like, bakes them, like, pound them into them. dust, like, scatters disturbing it throughout. watch that. Yeah, that was, like... Very disturbing to watch that. Mm-hmm. Just a casual, like, sledgehammer to a crispy skull. <gasps> like, what kind of human is capable of something like that? He, like, truly it's is like, not a human being. I know. It's, like, one thing 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not excusing him, but I, I do think like there's so many different things that he did that were disturbing mm-hmm. that like, I think the act, he has like these acts of rage and like that act of rage when he first hit him with the, the barbell is something, I mean, it's a little bit more easy for my mind to comprehend at least like Okay, like I'm not, I'm not saying I would ever do that, but it's a little right. bit easier to be like, I was so pissed in that moment that I like, you I lost did something. It. Yeah, I, yeah. But like the thought and like all the things that it takes to like bake, baking bones and stripping flesh and boiling and the acid and and the blood oh. and like and yeah, just pounding someone's bones to dust. I just. It's yeah. so it's so um yeah, it's like it's like far beyond comprehensible. Like you there's yeah. no. Yeah. Can't. Um and then he just scatters the um dust into the yard and and the like bones and stuff he buries them mm-hmm. throughout the yard. And that's episode 3. <laughs> yep. Wow, what a journey that was and it just keeps going. It's just the beginning. That was just number 1. <laughs> just keeps going um yeah we'll dive right into episode four because i mean who can really only watch one of these episodes at a time i know i I mean there's probably some people but i was like i have to keep watching um it's 1991 they're back in ohio um it's the crime scene and they're um searching the property um because Jeff told the FBI everything about like his first murder and all the things after he got arrested. So they're looking for the remains of Steven. Um, and then they questioned him about why he scattered the bones around the yard. And his response was that he wanted to keep him all around him. And then says, I know it sounds horrible, but I do think I was born like this. I don't think there was something that happened to make me like this because this is how I always was. It's sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, then he didn't kill again for nine years. So then um, then there's just like a, a little clip of the psychiatrist saying that there's a name for the compulsions that he has. I mean, one of them. I mean, he's also a necrophiliac, but they said he's a – I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but a splant. Splanknophiliac? Splanknophiliac? I would say splachnophiliac. Splanknophiliac? Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like when the shininess of the organs like arouses you sexually. Um, so, yeah. Again, there's no like real – under. Like, I don't really understand like, like why or where that comes from. But I guess some people are – Maybe he really was just born that way. I'm not sure. Um, and then it goes back to like his investigate the investigation with him, and then they ask him like why he waited nine years in between um, if he was born this way. And then it kind of like goes back in time and tries mm-hmm. to like explain that with scenes. I love the yeah. way that they did the show though. Like it, it would be like, why did you do this? And then it would like go back and yeah, it just really paints a full picture. I think I totally agree. Really I well really done. liked. The back and forth and like, yeah, I was going to say it made it more interesting, but like, mm, I mean, 
I don't <laughs> I don't know what it made it. It just like made it flow better, I think, for the story for him. Like I don't know if we could have just like watched all of his early life and then have only episodes be about him killing. You know, I think it was yeah. nice to have like the back and forth of like and before like, he did it, after he yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. Show you different people's perspectives too. And um yeah, it was just creative. I thought it was creatively done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then it dives into the or it like goes back to 1978 and shows him like uh crashing yearbook photos, which I was reading too. That was like something that he did for like multiple <laughs> clubs as well. Um, but he um <laughs> like crashed the yearbook photo for the honor society, which like he was definitely not because he was like failing out of high school um like like a two gpa (laughs) yeah yeah a 2.0 and it's like super interesting too just he just had this really fuck obviously fucked sense of humor but like he just thought it was he went in so many of them which which is what i was like listening to in a video i was like oh that's just like so weird um but it's like he's trying to pretend to mm -hmm. be somebody that he's not Mm -hmm. like he wants maybe he wanted to like show it to his parents or like yeah. show like look like I'm good but like it's just it's just a mask like it's not reality like you you mm-hmm. you don't try in school and all you do is get drunk yeah and it right. was like really upsetting for people that were in his class um like later on too that like had those yearbooks because he was in so many extra places that he wasn't supposed to be so like when he like came out to be like found out to be the serial killer people were like oh my fucking god like he's all over this yearbook like i met i bet that just felt so like oh gotta get that like out of my house yeah um but it was funny because those kids that were like doing you know the yearbook team or whatever were like someone saw it after they had printed them and they were so pissed (laughs) They were like, God damn it, Jeffrey Dahmer has like a 2.0. They were so mad. But I feel that though, because I feel like I was like so I was such a fucking like studious, like I cared so much about like getting straight A's kind of person that like I would have definitely been like oh. Right? Well, you work hard to get into those yeah. clubs and stuff. So it's I don't know if I would be mad, but I'd just kind of be like, this is really weird. Like, why did you and do that? I could only see, like, like popular kids or something thinking it was funny with their friends. But it makes it weird because he doesn't have any friends. And it's mm-hmm. just, like, a joke that he has with himself almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it makes it that much more, like, just bizarre. That is a good point. Like, I can see, like, a group of, like, annoying-ass jocks thinking mm-hmm. they're hilarious doing that. But, yeah, he doesn't have anyone to, like, laugh about that with. Yeah. That was, like, side note. But in our – maybe I was a junior and the boys' varsity soccer team picture, everybody was kneeling in the front row and they all, like, showed their nutsacks through their shorts. And they had these big smiles on their faces. And it was, like, subtle enough that it passed and it got printed. and But it was, like – they knew and then it got around and then people started noticing and then everyone was like, oh my God, did you see this? Did you see this? Their their balls are out, blah, blah, blah. And then we would like I – op- I remember opening and be like, oh my God. Like their full balls or like what do you mean? 
Like, okay, picture like a boy's soccer shorts. Okay. And they must have been wearing like boxers or something underneath, like something baggy. And they're they're kneeling, like one leg was kneeling and then, then one leg was up, like standing yeah. up. Yep. And it was like there was sh- – it was, somehow they were able to like maneuver their shorts so that it was like seen in the cam- in the line of the camera. Like into their shorts. You could see their balls. Yeah. And that got printed. Yeah. <laughs> at my oh. Catholic school. At my Catholic school. Yeah. I fucking love that, actually. Actually, that's amazing. So hilarious. But like that's what I mean. Like that kind of like joke of like they were popular, they were cool, like it was funny. It was like <gasps> like shocking and like I mean, that's exactly what they wanted out of it. But like, oh my god, Jeffrey Dahmer doesn't have that reputation, Mm -mm. or like, he sure doesn't. Friends, which I mean, is super sad. But yeah, it's just like a weird, weird action. Really weird. (laughs) What is he's a fucking weirdo. Um, and then, uh, Jeffrey's like back at home, um, and. Lionel and his new his dad and his new girlfriend come home to like the house completely trash. There's beer cans everywhere, trash, all of his workout stuff, um, casual body in the backyard, but you know, he didn't see that. Um <laughs> but Lionel just like starts yelling at him for like, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, why does it look like you're living in a pigsty, essentially? Like, I'm sorry. You literally left your son by himself and mm-hmm. you haven't talked to him in three months. So bye. Um, He's a kid. No, like He takes absolutely no like no responsibility for it, puts all the blame on his mother, um, which of course, like she definitely played a part in that. She fully abandoned him as well. But like you literally didn't check on your son for three months. Right. Like it's 50-50. Like they both mm-hmm. abandoned him. So it's not all Joyce's fault. I mean, I guess the only thing is like she had custody. So like maybe he assumed, but like mm-hmm. it's still bullshit. Like you didn't even call your son for, for that month, three months. You didn't even call him. Like that's just, it's weird. It's fucked. You're ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then they go to a diner and then like Lionel yells at him for not applying to college. Like the only reason I applied to college or knew what I was doing I mean, I got, I guess I got a lot of help like in high school, but, but also like my dad, my dad was Mm -hmm. helping me with every step along the way. And like, I, I'm really lucky like that I had, you know, parents that did that. But like, if you're 17, you're living alone and I don't know, I just don't know that. Well, obviously, and he's, he is who he is. Like maybe some, another 17 year old would be just fine being able to do that by themselves. Yeah. But, um, but being he, fully abandoned, yeah. like uh, an alcoholic, needing a lot of help that no, and no one helped him for the past 17 years. Yeah. Like, what do you, um, I don't know what he expects. Yeah. Um, and it was so sad again. Like, Jeff tries to like cry out for help. Like he is literally about to like confess to the murder that he did. And he's mm-hmm. trying to tell his dad, like, I'm different. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I like, he's trying to ask for help. And his dad is just like, is this about sex stuff? And then Jeffrey was like, well, yeah, like part of it. And then his dad is just like, I don't want to hear it. And then he's like, I know, I know. We're going to send you to Ohio state. Isn't that great? And just like, 
I think he was so afraid of hearing that his son was gay. And it's like, dude, that first of all, that's not even <laughs> a thing. I understand that like, I guess it was a thing then or mm-hmm. whatever. At like, that socially. time, that was the least of your worries, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't have even been a worry, but yeah. Um, and then he just gets drunk by himself at Ohio State. Fails, yeah. gets kicked out. I think he had like a point for GPA at that time. Yeah. Something like that. His, the, and so then literally point four. Um, nice. And then his dad was like, you're going to the army. Like literally it's like forces him to go into the army. Somehow yeah. he becomes a medical specialist. Question mm-hmm. mark. Um, yeah, did he really, or did he just say that? I'm not yeah. sure. And then he learns about um, Halcyon, the drug that he, um, I mean, starts using then and experimenting with drugging others in the army um, and raping them, which is really interesting. Uh, not interesting. Side note on Halcyon, that's like one of the medications we use at the surgery center. <laughs> oh, let's bring it back to nursing. See, this is nursing related, guys. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he gets ends up getting kicked out of the army. Of course he does, right? Because he failed. I mean, he was life. 21 at that time, and then he told them it was for alcohol, but like it doesn't really tell us why he fully got kicked out. Um, yeah, probably a multitude like, of things. Later, when, when when the butcher scene's happening, or no, no, oh God, there's so much more still. Later, when the phlebotomist interview thing is happening, she asks, why did you get kicked out? Or mm-hmm. why did you get pardoned or whatever? And he was – or honorably discharged, I'm sorry. And he said, I have an, have I had an issue with alcohol, but I'm sober now, which obviously mm-hmm. is a lie. But, like, he lies so much that you don't know – is he lying? Like, did he get kicked out for alcohol or did he get kicked out because they found out he was raping people <laughs> and drugging them? I can't imma- – I would imagine, but, like, maybe not. Like – if he was actually like raping, I mean, if they found out he was raping people, he would have gone to jail. Right. Um, that's true. Yeah. But also, it was a time in like the late 70s, early 80s when, I mean, anything gay related was not accepted. So, especially in the, in the military. Yeah. So, maybe they didn't even want to like bring that to light. That that right. was happening because that like could have also just been like, nope, you're kicked out. Like, we're not going to consider that a crime or like we don't want any bad pr- or press on that whatsoever because it's so shameful and just like whatever the fuck they thought, you know. I don't know. Right. I'm just fully speculating, but I can see. I could totally see that. Both just sides brushed of it. under the rug or whatever. Ugh. Where I feel like a- so much was, you know. Yeah. Um, and then he, his dad is obviously pissed because he got kicked out of the army and then drives him to his grandma's house and he's like, get out of the car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's basically just like no funny business. Like you need to get a job. Mm-hmm. Like you need to figure your shit out. Um, and then grandma shows him like a little wooden box that it was his dad's, um, and it, that's really all the scene is. But, like, you just know that you're going to see the box later. Um, Grandma wants him to stop drinking, come back to church, and meet a nice girl. And she says that, like, he believes that he is good deep down. Um, 
but like that's just another family member who's like blind to the truth and you know she's Mm -hmm. choosing what she wants to see and like what she wants to believe um and this is just like even before he's shown her like truly (laughs) what he's capable of but Mm -hmm. she gives him like so many chances it's insane yeah he ends up getting a job at a butcher um and then it like flashes back to the grandma discovering his shiny mannequin man again. Um, he gets home and from his from the workday and like absolutely panics because he's like it's not there anymore. Um, so he like comes down um, and yells at his grandma like, "Where is it?" Like he's like, "Where is my fucking mannequin?" And like. <laughs> is like flipping out on her and she's like I threw it away because it's fucking weird um <laughs> he like th- like starts throwing dishes and like he's just like you see that like monster in him come out like at his yeah. grandmother it's amazing she survived <laughs> yeah it's amazing that she was like um you need to get out of my house right now like I would be like absolutely not you do not speak to me in that way oh, and okay. you will be kicked out of my house right now yeah, this isn't this is my house. First things first, if I found a mannequin in like my grandson's bed, I would have probably been like, mm, I think it's time that you leave. Yeah. Well, I would have like a conversation. I'd talk about, about it. that. Yeah, like, we'd we like, have to why? talk about that. Like, what is that about? Where and everything is just so judgmental too. Like, I mean, she's very Catholic and stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard with like all the homophobia. From yeah. everybody. I mean, that must have been hard too. I mean, that's hard enough. Like, yeah. Just like that there. alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like she said something like, Are Jeffrey, are you? I mean, like she couldn't they can never say the word. They can't even say the word. Like they can't bring yeah. themselves to like face it. Um, and then later, like they're eating dinner and he apologizes and he says that he's not like you said I am, but again, not saying the word gay. Um, and he said he's basically lonely. He wants a friend and she's, she accepts his apology and she's like, you know, there's a state fair. Um, you really should go. And there's a beer tent and he's like, oh, beer tent. And then next thing you know, he's drunk. He's at the fair. (laughs) Oh God. He's drunk and at the fair. And then he like starts like having these hallucinations of Steven, the guy he killed, um, and fully loses his mind and ends up jacking off um like in the middle of this tent with a ton of people in it. Um gets arrested. Oh the word gets around to his employer. He gets fired. He tells his family that he was just peeing. Um and they accept that. When I'm sure yeah. you could have gotten the friggin' report from the police, obviously. Another choice. That's a, a choosing what they want to see. It's again and again and again, just living in denial. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's all right in front of you the whole time. Yeah. It's <sighs> not great. It's just – it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I'm sure like all of these are – to an extent, like they mm-hmm. actually happened by someone's account, or they right. have this arrest on record and stuff like that. Like it, it really is just crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is. 
Um, so then he gets a job as a phlebotomist. Um, and that's like when, yeah, like <laughs> that's like a good job, like good work. Like what? <laughs> you really turned your life around there, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, not too much to say there, but like, um, until he steals the blood and drinks the blood, um, from the bag, it, it, he stole in the show, he stole like a major bag of transfusion blood and mm-hmm. cuts it open and drinks it and it's all down his chest. But I don't know if it was in the thing you sent to me or something else that I watched, but like he didn't, that didn't actually happen in real life. He said that he, he did steal like a vial and he tasted mm. it and then mm. he spit it out and he didn't, and that was it. Um, but of course, like the show is going to make exactly. it more dramatic. Yeah, totally. Which it definitely had a dramatic effect on me. So good work. Uh-huh. I, was <laughs> I was like, like oh ew. my God. <laughs> um, then he um, begins going to the gay clubs, um, picks up a guy and they go to this bathhouse and get a room and – um, Jeff is really nervous because he's inexperienced, like hasn't actually ever been with probably, I don't think anyone. Um, and he like, they start to like kiss and everything. And he just like wants to like lay and hold the guy. Um, and then they do that for a little bit. And then the guy's like, I have to go, I have to leave for work. Um, and, but and so Jeff is pretty sad about that. But I think this was just showing that, like, now he knows that this is a place that he can come to. So it's, like, it's interesting. It's, like, you could go, you pay for a room um, that you can go privately and there's a bed and whatnot in there. And then the rest of it is, like, a communal bathhouse type thing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Very. Yeah. And that's real. Um, I yeah. saw on the tapes. Like, that was um... – he, he really did do that. Um, so then, yeah, he starts like going to the club, picking up a guy, mm. going to the back bathhouse, getting a room. The guy starts to know him. He says, oh, you're becoming a regular. Um, and then he just like goes to get them a drink. He drugs them and then he like rapes them. And then mm-hmm. like it got to the point where they kept finding these drugged people laying on the floor, like unconscious and shit. And then they started like putting two and two together and like figuring out like, Oh, that was Jeffrey. Like, and then they banned mm-hmm. him from, from not only that bathhouse, but they spread the word to all the other bathhouses. But this is just another thing that it's like, um, he should have been in jail for this. Like, I'm sorry. What? But again, because it's gay men. Yeah. Yeah. It, they don't care. Right. And it's just like so appalling. Um, all, all of these little things, like, it's just awful. Like, so much of this could have been avoided, but because people are ignorant assholes. They could have mistaken, like, one person to do things differently. Like, mm-hmm. one of his parents, his grandmother, the police, the multiple police officers that came across him, the owner of the bathhouse. Call- well, and then I don't know, because, like, if they called the police. Yeah, then I don't know if that's, like, a – yeah. Because even yeah. like Glenda Cleveland, like she called a million times and they were like, oh, whatever. Like, totally. <laughs> but it's just so many, so many people that could have made a difference. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It really is yeah, mind blowing. It really is. This next one is mind blowing to me. So he goes back to the bar and picks up another guy. And because he can't go to the bathhouses, <laughs> he brings him to this like fancy hotel. 
And the guy's like, I can't afford this. And he's like, don't worry about it. It's on me. How? Don't know. But um, he goes to like do his normal drugging thing, like put – You do. Slip it in the powder into one of the drinks he's making. Ends up drinking it himself. I couldn't, I couldn't believe. I, couldn't I was believe like, it. are you fucking kidding me? Um, and, and that only does that, but goes through with his original plan. Yeah. Well, it's wild. And then how he was able to like physically stand up and like make another one to be able to give that guy an actual drug to drink while he like can literally barely function himself. Um, beyond me. And then like they both black out, I think. And like he ends up like waking up and seeing that this guy is dead. <laughs> Obviously he like fully blackout, like murdered this guy. Um, he tries to revive him with CPR, which I thought was interesting. Not only is this guy dead, his, his chest is completely concave. Yeah. He like, like, yeah, I don't even know what happened, but it's horrifying. Oh so this God. is his second murder. Like, fi- like it has happened again. Um, finally, nine years later. Like, I don't like not finally, but like, it's we. Yeah, it's come come to a head again. Um, yeah, it was wild. I mean, <laughs> when I black out, sometimes I say things I regret or like act like a fool. But I don't, man. Well, murder. Have people. your reaction be to murder and like brutally. Yeah, it was bad. Beat someone. It's. I mean, that seems something like something innate to me. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very disturbing. Uh, and but then I think like, I, I mean, like I don't. I think he was probably trying to go along with his original plan: drug, rape, and then ditch. But then, like, this happened, and then I think at this mm-hmm. point, yeah, he was just kind of accepting that, okay, this is how I am. I'm going to just, like, murder. So he packs him up in a suitcase, and he leaves the hotel. Um, and then they don't tell us, like, what year this is, but it must be, like, 86 or 87 because, like, yeah, it was nine. It's supposed to be nine years after his first mm-hmm. um, murder. And then he he brings a suitcase down to the basement of his house. Um of his grandma's house cuts off the head and you know just like gives it a nice little kiss oh. and puts <laughs> it in the wooden box as you do it's, uh, uh, yeah the end the end of episode four you're welcome guys <laughs> oh my god yeah so that's uh half how many episodes are there I think there's 10 oh i was like that's halfway through nope Almost, nope. Almost. <laughs> well, we'll be more than halfway next time. Oh so. my god! Yeah, yeah. Holy moly! Um, let us know what else you'd like us to touch on, if anything, and yeah. let's all go do something that makes us happy and something that's positive for the world. After listening <laughs> <laughs> to all of this negativity, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but there's just nothing like you can't have a positive spin on this. Like this is no, just one I of mean, things. no, absolutely, and like <laughs> we shouldn't either. You know, like no, it's really dark. It's really disturbing. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, I think it's just like it's super. It's interesting. Like that, you know. Obviously, it's an interesting 
unique like story Mm -hmm. and the show does it really well um but yeah it's just like it's tragic all the way around it but it's interesting to learn about it is it Um, is interesting and i i used to want to be like a forensic psychologist when mm -hmm. i was like in high school i couldn't handle it I yeah, and then I was like, oh, I don't think so. I don't know if I could actually do that. <laughs> I know, but it still is like shows fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like horrifyingly fascinating. But like, just to obviously, it's something so completely opposite of what we are. Um, it's hard. It, there's no way to even like really comprehend it. But yeah, yeah, that's that. <sighs> okay, well. Well, tune in. Well, this might come out um, Friday also because I don't know if I can edit it tonight. That's fine. <laughs> it's going to be a double feature. So if you want something happier, you can listen to our episode of Keisha. Yep. Of Nurses B&B, baby. Nurses B&B. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Hope Enjoy you do that. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the pumpkin patch. I oh, love it. Love it. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com. 